Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Welcome to today's episode. Today we will be discussing Mandela effects. I find this topic very interesting when it comes to what we remember and what we think that we remember or what others remember or they think they remember. (laughs) Um, Because sometimes, as in the case of the Mandela effects, it is incorrect. Without any further ado, let's go. If we were to define Mandela effect, so for anyone who has not heard of this term, let me explain. Ultimately, it's a false memory that's shared with a group of people. Mandela effects were called such due to a researcher, Fiona Broom, who reported having vivid and detailed memories of news coverage of Nelson Mandela passing away in prison in the 1980s. This belief was supported by thousands of other people who too remembered Nelson Mandela's death. Another well-documented example of a Mandela effect was in 2010 in a study where people had a memory of Bologna's Central Railway Station, which was damaged in the Bologna Massacre, uh, more specifically in a bombing in August of 1980. 92% of respondents in this study actually remembered the clock in the railway station actually stopped after the bombing. This wasn't true. In fact, the clock was working because it was repaired directly after the bombing. So what's interesting for me is that this topic kind of gives you that eerie kind of, oh God, feeling where you actually doubt what you have seen or heard and how groups of people can have the same collective memory. It's insane. It gives you this kind of creepy, spooky-ass feeling. Scientists suggest that there are examples of false memories shaped by similar cognitive factors affecting multiple people and families, such as social and cognitive reinforcement, particularly of incorrect memories or false news reports and misleading photographs that influence the information of memories based on them. Mandela effects leave you questioning a lot. Memories are not always precise recordings of events. They can change with time and a person may have different memories in different contexts. Memory is also highly suggestible, which means that other people's opinions and memories may influence what a person remembers. The memory itself is highly malleable. It's an input from other people that can change, causing people to falsely remember events or remember events that just never happened. Some potential causes of the Mandela effect include 
First, we have false memories, which are untrue or distorted recollections of an event. Some false memories contain elements of fact, closely resembling the actual event in question. However, others are entirely false. Memory is very suggestible. This means that information from another person or a person's desire to believe something different or false information online can influence memory. Second, we have confabulation, which are false memories a person spontaneously generates, often to compensate for holes in their memory. Third is priming, which is a phenomenon in which exposure to a stimulus directly influences a person's response to subsequent stimulus. So priming uses suggestive techniques to trigger a certain response. So an example of this might be two questions asking very similar things. Did you take my car from the garage? Being very specific. Or opposed to, did you take anything from my garage? You can see how the first question might have an influence on memory because we're mentioning the specifics, i.e. the car. Fourth, alternate realities or parallel universes. So there is popular theory that suggests that the Mandela effects occur when our reality interacts with another alternative reality or parallel universe, which we've spoken about, right? So it's funny that it's popping up here too. And fifth, the internet. The internet has a very large influence and it's a potential tool for spreading false memories and beliefs. So maybe what we believe is nothing more than a lie on the internet. So what are the features of Mandela effects? We have distorted memories where some parts are incorrect. We remember events that just simply didn't happen. Or we can have several unrelated people sharing similar distorted or inaccurate memories. Mandela effects are remembered by the individual. So it's not ideally a form of lying. It's interesting, right? Okay, first things first. Do you remember James Earl Jones and the infamous line from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back? So the line we all remember is, Luke, I am your father right? Well, apparently, (laughs) that's not correct. The line actually was, no, I am your father. How about the dude from Monopoly? You know, the guy on the front of the Monopoly box? Um, Do you remember him having a monocle? Because I do, (laughs) but apparently he never did. So he's just a dude that's just standing there. He doesn't have any glasses or anything on his face, right? Some people claim to remember Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes to be spelt as Looney, as in L-O-O-N-E-Y, Tunes as T-O-O-N-S. I don't recall that, but apparently the whole time it's been spelt L-O-O-N-E-Y, Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Some people recall the colour chartreuse being a pinky purple colour, but it's actually green. (laughs) I don't remember that. How about the line in Forrest Gump where he says, life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, that never happened. The line is, life was 
a box of chocolates. What the hell? I don't know how many times I've heard that life is like a box of chocolates. You never know which one you're going to get. <laughs> that was a terrible accent. <laughs> how about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? When Snow White said, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Turns out that's not the line. The line is magic mirror on the wall. Huh? I remember Mirror Mirror on the Wall. Like, what the hell? What about uh, Tom Cruise in Risky Business? So you know that infamous scene where he slides out in his socks, underwear, and like a a button-up shirt? Most people remember him having dark sunglasses on. He didn't. So whenever people dress up in fancy dress and say, for example, they're being Tom Cruise in Risky Business... They always have glasses. You can Google it. Like, everybody just puts glasses on with the outfit. He didn't wear glasses. What about when Sally Field won an Oscar for the movie Places in the Heart in 1985? She got on the stage and in her acceptance speech said, You like me. You really, really like me. Uh, No, this is not correct. She actually said, I can't deny the fact that you like me. Right now, you like me. I don't, I know the first one because it gets used all the time, right? How about Joan Jett's line in I Love Rock and Roll? So I'm sure most people, you know that, I love rock and roll, that song, right? So everybody remembers the line, I saw him standing there by the record machine. When in fact, the line was, I saw him dancing there by the record machine. While we're on songs, how about Queen and the famous Bohemian Rhapsody in the song We Are the Champions. So everybody remembers Freddie Mercury singing We Are the Champions, pause, of the world. He never did this. (laughs) It ends after We Are the Champions. Of the world doesn't exist. Where the hell did that come from? Because everyone remembers that. Everyone. Like, you can't tell me you don't, right? We are the champions of the world. Everyone remembers that. Who added that bit? And then why did we all agree? (laughs) It's so weird. What about the assassination of JFK? So uh, it's often remembered, there's pictures of the car in black and white, and it's often remembered there are four people traveling in the car at the time of his death. However, when you actually look at pictures... There were six people in the car. So there was JFK, Jackie Kennedy, his agent, Bill Greer, Secret Service agent, Roy Kellerman, Governor John Connolly and Nellie Connolly. So there was never four. There was actually six people in that car. How about, do you guys remember um, like liquid paper? I think people call it whiteout, liquid paper, correction tape, correction fluid, but basically when you write, you make a mistake and then you like you cover it white because your pages are usually white and then you write over the top of it. I remember sitting there in class and being all like, oh, I'm going to paint my fingernails. And I used to use white out to paint my fingers. So rank. But anyway, it's not white out. W-H-I-T-E and then the word out. It's actually W-I-T-E out. White out. W-I-T-E. Huh? Since when? I don't remember it ever being spelt like that. So do you remember lamb chops? 
there was a lady and then a little puppet and um the puppet was like a a lamb and it used to talk to her and she'd talk back to it and do you remember um the song that never ends it just goes on and on my friend um it's actually the song that doesn't end not never ends so it's a song that doesn't end not it's a song that never ends (laughs) uh what the hell Okay, so how about in Toy Story where Woody pulls his drawstring and um, he says, there's a snake in my boot. He actually says, there's a snake in my boot, sir, with an S, plural. He doesn't say singular, but everybody seems to remember, there's a snake in my boot, which is not correct. (laughs) A lot of people remember Benjamin Franklin being a president of the United States. Yeah, that never happened either. Uh, so it's another great Mandela effect. What about C3PO from Star Wars? Uh, do you remember him having half a silver leg? No? You remember him being all gold? Yeah, he's not all gold. One of half of his legs is silver. Apparently no one noticed. <laughs> they just thought his entire self was gold. He's not. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm not a Star Wars person, but I'm pretty sure that that one would be uh, pretty common with people not remembering the silver leg. Um, What about cup-o noodles? Pretty American, um, but those cup-o noodles where you pull the lids off um, and then you add water and off you go. And I've seen it on many, many shows. Cup-o noodles doesn't exist. It's cup noodles. You know the one that I'm talking about? The one that's like white and red and it's got that little lid and you pour the hot water you know what i'm talking about right it's not cup o noodles it's cup noodles <laughs> cup noodles grammatically doesn't make sense cup o noodles makes sense cup of noodles like what the hell cup noodles since when okay so this one this one annoys me some people remember sex in the city <laughs> it was never sex in the city it was sex and the city <laughs> Um, I was a big fan. I remember it clearly, Sex in the City. It was never in the city. It was and the city. There was at one stage, though, a, I think it was like a knockoff perfume in a uh, white and pink box. I think I even bought one of them. And the actual spelling on it was, the actual title was Sex in the City. So even that product itself was officially labelled wrong. They might have had to do that because they might have not been affiliated with the series and subsequent movies. But yes, some people for some reason remember sex in the city. So do you remember back OG Mickey Mouse on the tugboat, right? So people remember Mickey Mouse, like the current version, as having yellow shoes, red overalls and suspenders. And then when they think about the OG Mickey Mouse on the tugboat, they also believe that in the black and white version, he too had suspenders. Mickey Mouse never had suspenders, never worn them, never owned them, never had them. Well, I don't know, maybe he owned them, but he never wore suspenders. Not in the tugboat, the original, original OG uh, Mickey Mouse, on the tugboat, there are no suspenders. <laughs> in normal Mickey Mouse, colour Mickey Mouse, still no suspenders. How about E.T.? So the movie <laughs> E.T. What do you remember him saying? Was it E.T. phone home? Because I'm pretty confident that's what I remember. He actually said 
E.T. home phone. <laughs> what does that even mean? E.T. wants to use your home phone? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but he never said E.T. phone home. It was E.T. home phone. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's, it's just so random. Um, and it doesn't make sense. But I suppose back then we all had home phones. But yeah, it's so weird. What about the thinking man statue? Do you remember him having his fist resting against his head? Because <laughs> I do. Negative. It's on his chin. So even if someone was to say to any random person now, what does the thinking man statue look like? I guarantee you they're probably going to drop to the knee and put the fist on the head. That's not that's not what the statue looks like. <laughs> so Mandela. <laughs> How about Field of Dreams? So that movie with Kevin Costner and do you remember the line in it where he says, if you build it, they will come. He never said that line. He actually said he will come in reference to his dead father. Uh, (laughs) What? Because if you build it, they will come has been very, very popular. Like it's been a popular phrase and used very frequently. Same as the Forrest Gump one. But it's actually he will come. What the hell? What about in The Three Little Pigs, where we remember uh, the wolf, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Okay, that's wrong. It's actually, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. Huh? Blow it in? (laughs) What? What do you mean? Like, does that mean that all my shit's just going to go flying around? Like, I don't understand what blow your house in means. <laughs> but I understand blow it down because it's going to be on the ground. It's finished. It's done. So anyway, three little pigs. It's I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. So we can only describe Mandela effects as groupthink. And it's a bunch of people thinking the same way. And it's a really interesting effect that has a few logical possibilities. It's super fun to think about uh, this type of stuff and it's and to really question our memories and our thoughts. There are hundreds of these guys. So I could sit here for days going through them. There are an awful lot relating to American brands and advertising so you can kind of read all about that extensively but for me some of the American brands and advertising didn't kind of ring true because we didn't have them here in Australia but um, if you're interested and you do want to see more there's there's plenty plenty to read about so yeah I recommend I recommend doing a little bit of research into Mandela effects. So what do we think? It's undeniable that I remember some of these incorrectly. Uh, Is that due to my poor attention to detail? (laughs) Probably. Uh, Or something bigger? Uh, Or maybe someone's influenced my thinking? I don't know. How did I get so many of these wrong? I literally, I, (laughs) I remember this stuff. So it's super interesting. How do we have... A whole stack of people thinking the same way and remembering the same stuff and everyone being wrong. Either way, super fascinating. So for today's lighter segment, I wanted to find out what are some of the least common phobias people have. And then I'll share mine. Mine are not that uncommon I think I have one that's maybe uncommon but anyway if phobias freak you out 
Um, this isn't the segment for you. So close now. Have a lovely, lovely week and I'll catch you in the next step. So yeah, mini trigger warning. I kind of felt ill thinking about some <laughs> some of this, but I was researching more broadly and looking at lots of weird shit. So um, hopefully it won't make you feel like that. But anyway, so let's start. I don't think I'm even going to try to pronounce some of these, but uh, ablutophobia. There we go. That is a fear of bathing. So there are people who were traumatized, possibly in a water-based accident when they were young, and then they carried the fear of water and bathing more broadly. That's insane. But I kind of get it, right? I recall Natalie Wood's tragic death. I wasn't born at the time, but it's a story that um, I'm very familiar with. So for those who don't know, she was an American actress who passed away in 1981. So Natalie had a fear of water. So when she was younger and in the midst of her career, she actually went and saw a fortune teller who told her, look, you need to be really careful around water because in your future, I see you dying as a result of water. So she already had this underlying fear of water and then the fortune teller telling that to her compounded it. So she never liked showering or bathing or anything like that. One weekend, she ended up going on a, a boat trip with her husband, Robert Wagner, yes, the famous dude, and Christopher Walken, who was his mate. So it's said that she actually argued with her husband, Robert Wagner, and then she uh, tried leaving the main boat that they were staying on by jumping in a smaller boat and making her way to shore. Anyway, she um, got in the boat, it tipped and she drowned. And the autopsy itself was quite weird because she was found with a lot of uh, body bruises and abrasions which didn't really align with the drowning. But, you know, you kind of understand it. She had a fear her whole life. This was confirmed by a fortune teller, whether you believe or not. And then she died exactly how it was predicted. So, yeah, fear of bathing. We also have Iraq Ibutyrophobia. <laughs> Don't know. Okay, this, this is quite odd. This is a fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. This stems from a fear of choking. Fully get that. If this, so it goes broader than peanut butter, but it goes to anything that's kind of sticky and it getting stuck in your mouth. And I totally get that because sometimes when you're eating and it's something that's like super gooey and like everything's kind of getting stuck everywhere, you can be like, oh my God. Anyway, if this was me and I truly had a phobia, I would never eat this stuff, right? I'd just literally just be like, no, thank you. I'm never touching peanut butter. There's one called, oh God, omperlophobia. I always seem to get the phobia bit right. Just all those random ass letters before it. Anyway, <laughs> this one is a fear of belly buttons. I get that. <laughs> I get it. I, so I think more specifically, it's got to do with like umbilical cords slash belly buttons. But anyway, I get this. So I saw someone's belly button. It looked totally messed up. So you know how a belly button is supposed to either be this little um, thing that kind of pokes in or pokes out small. This person had this huge lump thing, like this massive mass where their belly button should have been. And they had it pierced. <laughs> it looked putrid. <laughs> so I get it. Uh, that scared me and I nearly threw up. Okay, there's opto 
phobia, optophobia, and this is a fear of opening your eyes. So this results in people not being able to leave their homes and being in dim lit areas all the time. And this usually also stems from a traumatic event. So I get that. It kind of crosses over into like agoraphobia though, right? Because if you can't leave your home, yeah, you're obviously not going to like wide spaces as well because that's what agoraphobia is, um, a fear of wide open spaces. So a lot of those people who have agoraphobia actually physically can't leave their homes. Um, You know, things like walking to the letterbox are an absolutely huge challenge for them. Okay, this last one. Turophobia, which is a fear of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) why people cheese is amazing it's the greatest thing on this planet okay so let me explain this usually stems from being forced to eat cheese when someone is lactose intolerant Uh, okay i get it no one wants explosive diarrhea i totally get it so if you are lactose intolerant and you eat cheese and you get a fear of cheese from you know extreme diarrhea Um, I get it. I get this one too. I really only have three personal fears. I'm claustrophobic, heavily claustrophobic, very, very bad. I had to have an MRI of my arms at one point. And then I had to have an MRI of my ankle. And both times I lost my shit and couldn't be in the machine and I had to be sedated and then they had to cover my eyes and put headphones on me to try to like take away all my senses so that way I didn't know I was actually in a hole I don't know what it is it's just this fear of if <laughs> if the building all of a sudden erupts in flames I will be stuck in the MRI machine and then I'll burn and not be able to save myself what are the chances of a building randomly combusting pretty slim and not being able to get out of a machine like i'd just get up right (laughs) so the fear doesn't make sense but yeah i really don't like small spaces anything that's kind of a small space makes me feel very uncomfortable i I just don't like it i don't like it at all i also have uh let's try to give this one a go cat Catserida-phobia. Catserida-phobia. Oh, how good was that? This is a fear of cockroaches. I fucking hate them. It's not even like it's a fear. Like, they actually make me physically ill. I think the problem is, for me, they're dirty. Um, And I've heard many a person go, oh, but they're the cleanest bug or some shit. No, they're filthy. They're disgusting. They rummage in bins. They rummage in, like, just yuck shit. No, no. They're not clean. They're filthy. The other thing that concerns me is they crawl, right? I can handle that. What I can't handle is the random flying. You're looking at one and you're like, ooh, that's gross. I've got to go get, uh, like, fly spray or something or bug spray to kill it. And then all of a sudden, it just starts flying around the room. And you're fucked because not only can they crawl, they can fly. They're dirty. They rummage in crap. Like, they're just filthy. But the other thing is, if we had, like, a nuclear bomb go off and all of us died, there'd only be one thing left. Manky-ass cockroaches. I think also, in Australia, we have uh, different types of cockroaches. So in the change of season, so particularly when it goes from our cooler months to our warmer months, we have a lot of cockroaches that come out of, like, drains, right? So um, the change of temperature actually brings bugs out. So if you don't like large bugs, 
like cockroaches. What this means is these bugs make their way inside your house because it's obviously a better temperature inside your house. So we also have German cockroaches. I think that's what they're called. Those little itty bitty baby ones that if you've got one, you're going to have a thousand and they're like in swarms and shit. So they predominantly are in kind of like rundown or dirty locations. But yeah, we have different types of cockroaches. The big ass ones in the change of season will make their way up your drains and then be like surprise in your bathroom. So yeah, I don't, I just, I, I don't like cockroaches. And my lucky last is arachne but rophobia. I'm not saying that again. That is a fear of sticky stuff. It's not really a fear. It just makes me feel sick. I don't like sticky stuff. What I mean by that is I don't like things like stickers on fruit, sticky tape, adhesive labels, uh, sticky packaging. Uh, maybe you've just bought something and you've got to unpackage it and it's got like a sticky end holding it shut. I just don't like that stuff. I don't like it because people seem to leave it lying around. Um, I remember working with a girl and she collected apple stickers. How fucking stupid does that sound? She used to collect apple stickers. But it was kind of super disrespectful because she would have fruit with the stickers on them and then she'd stick them on her work computer like the the desktop so her entire monitor was covered in stickers and no one really said anything to her they weren't like hey can you not do that to property that doesn't belong to you but what they used to do was they used to uh, change our seats regularly so that would mean she'd have to move her entire monitor the rest of us would leave them but she'd obviously have to move hers because no one would want to touch it because it's got like sticky shit all over it. Anyway, I digress. Anything that's sticky and foul like that, no, I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't like it. I don't want it in my house. Straight in the bin. Disgusting. Okay, <laughs> I feel ill. Um, I'm going to go lay down in a dark room. <laughs> I feel sick. Yuck. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's topic on Mandela Effects. find it so interesting. It's the unexplainable or the weirdly explained that I just find so fascinating. Yeah, and some of the least common fears. I feel like I need to do a bigger segment on fears. There's just, it's such a diverse topic and there's things that you wouldn't even think of. As I was researching, I was like, oh my God, that people have fears of mirrors, for example. Like, it's just crazy. I, I you know, obviously don't like looking in the mirror. <laughs> Who does? But people actually have fears, like legitimate fears, but they can't have mirrors in their house. So anyway, to join me next episode, when I go back to the spooky, we really haven't done anything super spooky in a while. So let's go back there and let's have a little bit of a scare. But in the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast at outlook.com or visit my amazing website at aestheticvibespodcast.com. Until next time, bye bye. Thank you.